Come follow me, the Savior said. Then let us in his footsteps tread. For thus alone can we This is Lexi Austin, and you are listening to The Savior Said, Season 2. This is a weekly podcast that follows my study of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each week, I will be using the Come Follow Me curriculum of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This curriculum can be found online at comefollowme.churchofjesuschrist.org. For more fun, follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Savior Said. Please note, episodes of The Savior Said are not meant to replace your Come Follow Me experience, but to supplement your own personal study of the scriptures. Hey guys, and welcome to the final episode of The Savior Said. This is the episode for the assignment of December 21st through 27th, the Christmas episode. You know I love Christmas. Um, it's my favorite time of year, so these are always my favorite episodes to do. And I'm really excited about this one. Um, we're going to do a mixtape today because that's perfect for Christmas. There are so many amazing Christmas songs And I think I have managed to put together a mixtape here that doesn't have any of, like, the traditional Christmas songs that you would, like, associate with Christmas. Um, There's one that you will probably already know, but there's a lot of other ones that are out there that are really good that we don't normally, like, sing at church and stuff like that, but they're still about Christ and about Jesus and his story. And so I'm excited to share those with you. Um, We're going to start off with Come Follow Me, though. In the introduction, it says... From Nephi to Moroni, every Book of Mormon prophet was committed to the sacred purpose summarized on the book's title page, the convincing of all people that Jesus is the Christ. One prophet saw him as a premortal spirit, and another saw his birth and ministry in a vision. One stood on a wall to proclaim the signs of his birth and his death, and another knelt before his resurrected body, touching the wounds in his hands, his feet, and his side. All of them knew this essential truth. There is no other way, nor means, whereby man can be saved, only through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, who cometh to redeem the world. That's Helaman 5.9. So during this Christmas season, as believers around the world celebrate the goodness and the love of God in sending His Son, ponder how the Book of Mormon has strengthened your faith in Christ. As you think about His birth, Ponder why he came and how his coming has changed your life. Then you can experience the true joy of Christmas. That's the gift that Jesus Christ gives to you. So I love that introduction because it talks about all the different ways that the Book of Mormon prophets believed in Christ and followed Christ and saw Christ, which I think is so awesome. Um, You know, again, I talk about all the time, I am amazed at the people who believed in Christ before he came. Um, They, just the faith that they had that this thing would happen is amazing to me because there have been so many times in my life where I've you know, known that something down the road was going to happen. And I just struggle with that faith of knowing something in the future is going to take place. And so I am always in awe of the faith of those prophets and the people who believed in Christ before he came. So we are going to start off with the first section in Come Follow Me. And it talks about different places in the Book of Mormon that talk about Christ's birth and him coming to earth to be our savior. And the section is called Jesus Christ Came to Earth to Be My Savior. It says, it's traditional to read the story of the Savior's birth in the New Testament at Christmas time, but you can also find moving prophecies of the sacred event in the Book of Mormon, and it gives you several scriptures to go through and read, and then, you know, kind of go step by step through his birth. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take apart those scriptures that they've given us, those scripture, scriptural assignments, if you will, and we're going to pair up music with it. So this is track one, and I took the first reading assignment. It's 1 Nephi 11, 13 through 36, which is like kind of long. And so I split it up into two different chunks. So for track one, we're reading 1 Nephi 11, 13 through 22. And it goes like this. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the great city of Jerusalem and also other cities. And I beheld the city of Nazareth. And in the city of Nazareth, I beheld a virgin and she was exceedingly fair and white. And it came to pass that I saw the heavens open, and an angel came down and stood before me. And he said unto me, Nephi, what beholdest thou? 
And I said unto him, A virgin, most beautiful and fair above all other virgins. And he said unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And I said unto him, I I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God after the manner of the flesh. And it came to pass that I beheld that she was carried away in the Spirit. And after she had been carried away in the Spirit for the space of a time, the angel spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked and beheld the virgin again, bearing a child in her arms. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father. Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. Okay, the thing that touched me about this particular set of scriptures here, you know, Nephi is beholding Mary, obviously. And before he even gets into like, you know, the whole Christ coming to earth and, you know, dying for us and being resurrected, like that whole stuff with the angel, they focus on Mary. And I think that's really interesting, especially in a culture that was so male-centered and male-driven, for them to spend this much time on Mary. It made me kind of start pondering and thinking about her role in, you know, of course, the whole story of the nativity, but also why would Heavenly Father send the angel to spend this much time on Mary. And then I think that the clue is in 22, when the angel has asked Nephi, do you know the meaning of, you know, the fruit of the tree and everything? And he says, yea, it is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men, wherefore it is most desirable above all things. And I can't help but think that somehow Nephi was relating the love that Mary had for her, you know, heavenly son, basically, being born here on earth. The love that a mother has for her child, I believe, is very similar to the love that our heavenly father has for us. And I think he was equating that with a mother's love. So I felt like it would be really appropriate to have a song about Mary as our first track on the mixtape. And this song is called Mother. Love and the Outcome is the name of the band. So it's Mother by Love and the Outcome. And it starts off talking about um, the person singing to Jesus. And she's like, I know it's your birthday, but I'm thinking about another. Sometimes I think about your mother. And the words that really touched me in the song are, she was only 16, probably long brown hair, walking in her sandals. I wish that I'd been there. I wonder if she wondered if you should have chosen another. Sometimes I think about your mother. Was she tough or was she tender? Did you listen when she'd speak? Oh, I bet you drove her crazy when you wouldn't go to sleep. I'm sure we had a lot in common. I bet I would have loved her. Yeah, sometimes I think about your mother. So here we go. This is Mother by Love and the Outcome. I've got my own little boy now. He's 
So for track number two, we're going to pick right back up in the middle of 1 Nephi 11. Um, This is verse 23 through 36. So we've talked a little bit about Mary. Now we're going to talk about her son, her earthly son, Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father's um, son. And we're going to talk a little bit about him and his mission here to earth. It says, And he spake unto me, saying, This is the angel speaking to Nephi. Remember, they were just talking about the love of God. Yea, in the most joyous to the soul. And after he had said these words, he said unto me, Look. And I looked, and I beheld the Son of God going forth among the children of men, and I saw many fall down at his feet and worship him. And it came to pass that I beheld the rod of iron, which my father had seen, and it was the word of God, which led to the fountain of living waters or to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I beheld the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. And the angel said unto me, Again, Look, and behold, the condescension of God. And I looked, and beheld the Redeemer of the world, of whom my Father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet who should prepare the way for him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open, and the Holy Ghost come down out of heaven and abide upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto people in power and in great glory. And the multitudes were gathered together to hear him. And I beheld that they cast him out from among them. And I also beheld the twelve others following him. And it came to pass that they were carried away in the spirit from before my face, and I saw them not. And it came to pass the angel said unto me again, saying, Look, And I looked, and I beheld the heavens did open again, and I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. And he spake unto me again, saying, Look. And I looked, and I beheld the Lamb of God going forth among the children of men. I beheld multitudes of people who were sick, and who were afflicted with all manner of diseases, and with devils and unclean spirits. And the angel spake and showed me all these things unto me. And they were healed by the power of the Lamb of God, and the devils and the unclean spirits came out. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, saying again, Look. And I looked and beheld the Lamb of God, that he was taken by his people, yea, the Son of the everlasting God, was judged of the world. I saw, and I bear record. And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross, and he was slain for the sins of the world. So the song that I chose to go with this, because Nephi saw 
the condescension of God. He saw Christ coming down into his earthly form. He saw his ministry here on earth, and then he saw him being slain for the sins of the world. So the song I chose to go with this is Noel by Lauren Daigle. I had to have Lauren Daigle on here somewhere. You guys know I am borderline obsessed with Lauren Daigle. I love her music. And so I chose Noel. And this the song has, um, of course, it's all about celebrating Christ and Christ coming to earth. But the words that were really meaningful to me were son of God and son of man, because, of course, Christ is both there before the world began, born to suffer and born to save, born to raise us from the grave, Christ, the everlasting Lord, he shall reign forevermore. Noel, Noel, come and see what God has done. Noel, Noel, the story of amazing love, the light of the world given for us. Noel, I love that. The light of the world given for us. Come and see what God has done. God has done amazing things through his son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to celebrate that with this song. Here it is, Noel by Lauren Daigle. Love incarnate, love divine Star and angels gave the shine Bow to babe on bended The Savior of humanity Unto us a child is born He shall reign
Okay, so for our next track, we're going to pick up with another suggested reading from "Come Follow Me," and that is Mosiah three five through ten. And we're actually going to back it on up into verse three. Okay, this is King Benjamin. He's in the middle of his address, and、um, he's talking about Christ. So here we go, starting in verse three. And he said unto me. Awake and hear the words which I shall tell thee. For behold, I am come to declare unto you glad tidings of great joy. For the Lord hath heard thy prayers and hath judged of thy righteousness and hath sent me to declare unto thee that thou mayest rejoice and that thou mayest declare unto thy people that they might also be filled with joy. For behold, the time cometh and is not far distant. That with the power the Lord Omnipotent who reigneth, who was and is from all eternity to all eternity, shall come down from heaven among the children of men, and he shall dwell in a tabernacle of clay, and he shall go forth amongst men working mighty miracles, such as healing the sick, raising the dead, causing the lame to walk, the blind to receive their sight, and the deaf to hear, and curing all manner of diseases. And he shall cast out devils, or the evil spirits which dwell in the hearts of the children of men. And lo, he shall suffer temptations and pain of body, hunger, thirst, and fatigue, even more than any man can suffer, except it be unto death. For behold, blood cometh from every pore; so great shall be his anguish for the wickedness and the abominations of his people. And he shall be called Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of heaven and earth. The Creator of all things from the beginning, and His mother shall be called Mary. And lo, He cometh unto His own, that salvation might come unto the children of men, even through faith on His name. Even after all this, they shall consider Him a man, and shall say He hath a devil, and shall scourge Him, and then they shall crucify Him. And He shall rise the third day from the dead, and behold, He standeth to judge the world. And behold, all these things are done. That a righteous judgment might come upon the children of men. I love that. Also, I noticed that he also gave a shout out to Mary. Again, interesting in this whole like male-driven culture. But I love that it goes all the way from like the creation of the world all the way to Christ, you know, rising up and being able to judge us righteously because of his experiences here on earth. And I love that it started out. I've come to tell you glad tidings of great joy, and so that reminded me of a Christmas song you probably know, but this is a remix. It's "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen." He has come for us by Meredith Andrews, and so it starts out, of course, you know the the verse that you know. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power. When we had gone astray, O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, O tidings of comfort and joy, and then it goes into the chorus. This is the remix part. He has come for us, this Jesus. He's the hope for all mankind. He has come for us, the Messiah, born to give us life. I love that. So here we go. This is God rest ye merry gentlemen. He has come. By Meredith Andrews. God rest ye merry, gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. He has come. Unto certain shepherds. 
brought tidings of the same. How that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. So for track number four, we're going to pick up with the assignment from Helaman. It's Helaman 14, 1 through 13. And this is all about Samuel the Lamanite. And Samuel the Lamanite has always held a special place in my heart. Um, Growing up, my family even had a Christmas tradition where every year, the day before Christmas, we would leave our Christmas lights on all day for a day, a night, and a day. We wouldn't turn the Christmas lights off to celebrate Samuel's sign that he gave of the coming of the Christ child. And so I remember that growing up that we would leave those Christmas lights on to celebrate that. So Samuel always had a special place in my heart anyways. But then this year, I absolutely loved how he taught about Christ, where every time he taught about, you know, Christ is here to save you from your sins and you need to repent, but be joyful because Christ is here. You know, he paired that like repent, you need to repent up with be joyful for Christ. He's here, you know, and I love that he paired the love of God with repentance because that's what repentance is all about. So I love Samuel. So here we go. This is Samuel standing on the wall talking about the birth of Christ. Here we go. Helaman 14, 1 through 13. And now it came to pass that Samuel the Lamanite did prophesy a great many more things which cannot be written. And behold, he said unto them, Behold, I give unto you a sign, for five years more cometh, and behold, then cometh the Son of God to redeem all those who shall believe on his name. And behold, this I will give unto you for a sign at the time of his coming. For behold, there shall be great lights in the heaven insomuch that in the night before he cometh there shall be no darkness, insomuch that it shall appear unto man as if it were day. Therefore there shall be one day and a night and a day, as if it were one day and there was no night, and this shall be unto you for a sign. For ye shall know of the rising of the sun and also of its setting. Therefore ye shall know of a surety that there shall be two days and a night." Nevertheless, the night shall not be darkened, and it shall be the night before he is born. And behold, there shall be a new star arise, such an one as you had never beheld, and this shall also be a sign unto you. And behold, this is not all. There shall be many signs and wonders in heaven. 
And it shall come to pass that ye shall all be amazed and wonder, insomuch that ye shall fall to the earth. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall believe on the Son of God, the same shall have everlasting life. And behold, thus hath the Lord commanded me by his angel, that I should come and tell this thing unto you. Yet he hath commanded that I should prophesy these things unto you. Yet he hath said unto me, Cry unto this people, Repent, and prepare the way of the Lord. And now because I am a Lamanite, and have spoken unto you the words which the Lord hath commanded me, and because it was hard against you, you are angry with me, and do seek to destroy me, and have cast me out from among you. And you shall hear my words, for... For this intent I have come upon the walls of the city, that you might hear and know the judgments of God which do await you because of your iniquities, and also that you might know the conditions of repentance, and also that you might know of the coming of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of heaven and earth, the Creator of all things from the beginning, that you might know the signs of His coming, to the intent that you might believe on His name. And if you believe on his name, you will repent of all your sins, that thereby you may have a remission of them through his merits. Okay, typical Samuel right there. You know, the things I've told you are hard. I've talked about the judgments that await you and everything, but also that you might know about repentance and coming unto God. You know, I love Samuel because he does such a good balanced approach with that. So the song I chose for this one is one that I'd heard, I think, before my life a couple times, but this Christmas season, it really struck me. And the song is called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And this version is by Laura Story. And this was stuck in my head a couple of times this past week. And I found myself like singing along with it, but then like I would start like going off into another hymn that we have in our hymnal. And I'm like, why am I mixing up the word so much? Like, what is the deal? So I went, I looked it up and yes, we have a hymn in our hymn book called In Humility, Our Savior. And it is a tune, a melody composed by Roland Pritchard, and it is the same melody used in Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. So as you are listening to this, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus is much more joyful and like, you know, happy kind of, whereas In Humility Our Savior Savior is much more um, somber because it's the sacramental hymn. So there's a difference in attitude between the two, but it is the same melody. And I chose this one specifically for Samuel because he does have that joy in Christ and he is expecting Christ to come. So here are some of the words that are from the song. It says, Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, the joy of every lonely heart. Come now, great Redeemer, come, Emmanuel, bless the nations with your presence here. Born our souls to rescue, born to save your very own, long expected Jesus, make our hearts your home. And that's what Samuel was begging the the Nephites to do, is to make Christ at home in their hearts take him to their hearts and to change their behavior because they were not behaving the way they should be. And so that's why it really reminded me of Samuel. So here we go. Come thou long expected Jesus. This version is by Laura Story. free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee Israel's strength and consolation hope over the earth our dear desire of every nation joy of you 
tears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation. Hope of all the earth now are. Dear desire of every nation. Joy of every longing heart. Okay, so the next assignment from Come Follow Me is 3 Nephi 1, 4 through 22. And so we're fast forwarding until the signs of the Savior's birth are supposed to appear in the heavens. And they haven't shown up yet, and the people start to get real worried real fast. And the person leading them is Nephi, the son of Nephi, the son of Helaman. So this is Helaman's grandson that's leading the people now, and his name is Nephi. And so here we go. This is 3 Nephi 1, 4. And we're going to read, I think, down till 15, okay? So here we go. And it came to pass that in the commencement of the 90 and second year, behold, the prophecies of the prophets began to be fulfilled more fully. For there began to be greater signs and greater miracles wrought among the people. But there were some who began to say that the time was past for the words to be fulfilled, the words which were spoken by Samuel the Lamanite. And they began to rejoice over their brethren, saying, Behold, the time is past, and the words of Samuel are not fulfilled. Therefore, your joy and your faith concerning this thing hath been in vain. And it came to pass that they did make a great uproar throughout the land, and the people who believed began to be very sorrowful, lest by any means those things which they had spoken might not come to pass. But behold, they did watch steadfastly. For that day and that night and that day, which should be as one day as if there were no night, that they might know that their faith had not been in vain. Now it came to pass that there was a day set apart by the unbelievers that all those who believed in the traditions should be put to death, except the sign should come to pass, which had been given by Samuel the prophet. Okay, I want to pause. Pause. I said this in the episode that was about the scripture, but I want to say it again. How did things escalate to that so fast? Like, how did we go from, ha ha, you believe in something that's not going to happen to like, okay, if it doesn't happen by this date, we're chopping off all your heads. Like, how did it get there? And then I think about our current society and our culture with social media and how quickly things can turn on a dime there in our culture. So I'm like, maybe we're not too far off from this, you know? Okay, unpause. Now, it came to pass that when Nephi, the son of Nephi, saw the wickedness of his people, his heart was exceedingly sorrowful. And it came to pass that he went out and bowed himself down upon the earth, and he cried mightily to his God in behalf of his people, yea, that those who are about to be destroyed because of their faith in the tradition of their fathers. And it came to pass that he cried mightily unto the Lord all that day. And behold, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, Lift up your head. And be of good cheer, for behold, the time is at hand, and on this night 
shall the sign be given. And on the morrow come I into the world, to show unto the world that I fulfill all that I have caused to be spoken by the mouth of my holy prophets. And behold, I come into my own, to fulfill all things which I have made known unto the children of men from the foundation of the world, and to do the will both of the Father and of the Son, of the Father because of me, and of the Son because of my flesh. And behold, the time is at hand, and this night shall the sign be given. And it came to pass that the words which came to Nephi were fulfilled according as they had been spoken. For behold, at the going down of the sun there was no darkness, and the people began to be astonished, because there was no darkness when the night came. So the song that I chose for this section is another one that you might know already. You probably do know already. This is the one I was thinking of when I said that. Um, this one is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I chose this one specifically by David Archuleta because he does such a good job of making the song like very haunting. Because um, I think at this point, the people were so worried and so fearful that there's a lot of like, fear, I think, within them. And one of the things that happens when we become fearful is when we turn to Christ, he banishes that fear. So I love the way that this sounds so haunting, but then it's rejoice because Emmanuel is coming. So when we are afraid and when we are scared, we turn to Christ and we can rejoice in him because we know it's going to be okay. Also, I want to note that this is like divine timing. Sometimes divine timing leaves it up to the very last possible minute. And that is exactly what happened here. Like, uh, don't worry, we're leaving it to the day before y'all are supposed to be destroyed or whatever. But you know, it just divine timing sometimes works out exactly when it needs to happen. So keep that in mind too. But we're going to listen to O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And th- these are some of the words that I chose to, to read to you guys. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Can you imagine the people there with Nephi saying these things like, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, ransom us. We are captive. We mourn in lonely exile because no one else believes the same way we do. And until the Son of God appears, we're going to be stuck like this, you know? Then it goes into rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee. O Israel. Then there's another verse that's traditionally sung, but David doesn't, David Archuleta doesn't sing it in this one. But I wanted to talk to, talk about the verse because I really love it a lot. It says, O come thou day spring from on high. And ever since we did Come Follow Me last year, and we have, you know, the scriptures that talk about Christ as the day spring, I love that word for him. So I love that. O come thou day spring from on high and cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night, and death-dark shadows put to flight. I thought that was perfect for the people who are looking for a day and a night and a day that disperse the dark, gloomy clouds of night, because that day and night and day is going to be here. So here we go. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
Okay, and this last section that I'm choosing to read from was not actually income follow me. It's one that I added on because I wanted to talk about the feeling that the people must have had when they saw Christ, when he appeared to them there in the Americas. And so this section is 3 Nephi 11, 1 through 17. And now it came to pass that there was a great multitude gathered together of the people of Nephi round about the temple, which was in the land bountiful. And they were marveling and wondering one with another, and were showing one to another the great and marvelous change which had taken place. Okay, pause. So remember they had had like all this destruction and darkness and everything, and so now that's kind of the darkness has been lifted, and so they're kind of marveling about all the stuff that's happened. Okay, verse 2. And they were also conversing about this Jesus Christ, of whom the sign had been given concerning his death. And it came to pass while they were thus conversing one with another— they heard a voice as if it came out of heaven and they cast their eyes round about for they understood not the voice which they heard and it was not a harsh voice, neither was it a loud voice. Nevertheless, and notwithstanding it being a small voice, it did pierce them that did hear to the center insomuch that there was no part of their frame that did, did not cause to quake. Yea, it did pierce them to the very soul and did cause their hearts to burn. And it came to pass again when they heard the voice that they understood it not. And the third time they did hear the voice and did open their ears to hear it. And their eyes were towards the sound thereof, and they did look steadfastly towards the heaven from which the sound came. And behold, the third time they did understand the voice which they heard. And it said unto them, Behold, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased, in whom I have glorified my name, hear ye him. And it came to pass, as they understood, they cast their eyes up again towards heaven. And behold, they saw a man descending out of heaven. And he was clothed in a white robe, and he came down and stood in the midst of them. And the eyes of the whole multitude were turned upon him, and they durst not open their mouths, even one to another, and wist not what it meant. For they thought it was an angel that had appeared unto them. And it came to pass that he stretched forth his hand and spake unto the people, saying, Behold, I am Jesus Christ, whom the prophets testified shall come into the world. And behold, I am the light and the life of the world. I have drunk out of that bitter cup which the Father hath given me, and have glorified the Father in taking upon me the sins of the world, in the which I have suffered the will of the Father in all things from the beginning." And it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these words, the whole multitude fell to the earth, for they remembered that it had been prophesied among them that Christ should show himself unto them after his ascension into heaven. And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto them, saying, Arise and come forth, that ye may thrust your hands into my side, and also that ye may feel the prints of the nails in my hands and in my feet, that ye may know that I am the God of Israel." and the God of the whole earth, and have been slain for the sins of the world. And it came to pass that the multitude went forth and thrust their hands into his side and did fill the prints of the nails in his hands and in his feet. And this they did go, going forth one by one, until they had all gone forth and did see with their eyes and did feel with their hands and did know of a surety and did bear record that it was he of whom it was written by the prophets that should come. And when they had all gone forth and witnessed for themselves, they did cry out with one accord, saying, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Most High God, 
and they did fall down at the feet of Jesus and did worship him. So the song I chose to go along with this one is called the Redemption Song, Redemption Song by Mike's Chair. And I chose this because of the joy that's within it. Um, it's people celebrating that this is our redemption that has come down among us. And um, that's, I think, what the people of Nephi are feeling like. Oh, my goodness, this is my Savior that has come down. And what an amazing experience that must have been, just like awe-inspiring. I can't even imagine what that must have been like, but it must have been filled with so much joy. So these are the words from Redemption Song that really touched me. People are singing in the streets, singing that timeless melody of how love came down, the lost were found, hear the sound of Christmas. Come celebrate the King, everyone sing along, this is our redemption song. Love has come, love has come to save us. Emmanuel is here now, go and tell the brokenhearted, love has come, love has come to save us. Can you imagine the Nephites singing that? I know I totally can. So here we go, Redemption Song by Mike's Chair.
right. That was our last song on the mixtape. Um, thank you guys so much. This is my final goodbye. I know I said goodbye pretty much in the last episode, so I'm not going to draw this one out, but I hope you and your families have a wonderful Christmas season. I hope you feel the light of Christ, and I hope you find the light of Christ in the Book of Mormon as we've read this year, and I hope that your testimony has been strengthened by that and that you felt the gratitude and joy that comes from worshiping our Savior. I hope you'll take that feeling with you as you go throughout this season and out throughout the rest of your year. I hope you will be happy and healthy and well. I love you guys so much. Thank you for taking this journey with me. Bye, y'all. The Savior Said is not an official product or endorsed by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All comments and opinions are my own personal opinions and not representative of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The music used in The Savior Said is Fireflies and Stardust by Kevin McLeod. The hymn quoted in the opening is Come Follow Me, lyrics by John Nicholson. The Come Follow Me curriculum can be found at comefollowme.churchofjesuschrist.org. For show notes, new episode alerts, and other fun and inspirational things, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesaviorsaid. You can also find me on Instagram. Comments or questions? Email me at thesaviorsaid at gmail.com. Content in The Savior Said is copyright protected. All rights are reserved. Thank you for listening. 